welcome once again to Shotgun Saturday Nights, the unofficial fan cast where we discuss, dissect, and gush over some of our favorite podcasts. You guys know the drill. This podcast does contain spoilers. Specifically this week for King Falls AM, episode 53, We Could Be Heroes. So, as usual, if you haven't caught up with one or both shows, I encourage you to go listen. You know where I'll be when you get back. Sitting right here because I have no life. That's not why I do this show, but that's why I don't go anywhere. Because I have no life. Anyway, let's get started. Um, First of all, I would just like to thank everyone for your patience with me not getting an episode out a couple of weeks ago. Um, For those of you who don't know, my poor baby Gus, uh, my little fur baby, he got really, really sick and unfortunately I didn't have a choice. I had to take him into the vet and have him put to sleep. Um, His little baby heart, it just got so big, it got enlarged, um, and it just got so big it was putting a lot of pressure on his lungs and he couldn't breathe, Um, he could barely move anymore by the time I took him in. Uh, It was really super sudden and it had been a week, maybe a week and a half from when I first noticed the um, symptoms to when I took him in. Um, so, you know, it, it. thankfully he didn't suffer for very long. But in all honesty, even in that short time, I just could not watch him suffer anymore. He would barely come out of his carrier. Um, he wouldn't really eat anything. He would barely drink any water. Um, I couldn't coax. It, it took a lot to coax him to go outside. He didn't want to play. Um, he was not, by nature, a cuddly dog, but I would pick him up and put him on my chest and lay him on my chest, and he would just lay there for an hour or longer, you know, just barely breathing. Uh, I could feel his heart beating through his little chest, so, you know, I, I knew that there were a lot of problems going on in just that short amount of time. Um, so, honestly, I just was so heartbroken that I couldn't even think or even concentrate to do an episode. There was just no way it was going to happen. So to all of you who reached out with, you know, your sympathy, I want to thank you so, so much. It means so much to me. I can't even tell you. Um, I know that he's in a better place and I feel better knowing that he's in a better place and he's not suffering anymore. Uh, but any of you who have fur babies, you can imagine, um, just how sad I am and, and how sad I'm going to be knowing that I don't have to edit him out of the show anymore. Um, I am now regretting editing him out as much as I did. Um, you know, none of us are ever going to be able to hear his little voice giving his opinion about King Falls anymore, especially when we talk about the werewolves. Um, he, he did like to express an opinion about the werewolves and the palm cheese. Um, but, you know, like I said, I know he's in a better place. I know he loved the show and I know he loved you guys as much as I do. So, ooh, sorry, getting a little misty here. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but just anyway, so once again, I want to thank you all so very much. I so, so, so appreciate it. Um, you have no idea from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And I love you guys. Um, but anyway, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Dry the tears. 
Take a deep breath. Cleansing breath. <sighs> okay. On to current events. Um, Trump has just been found legally liable and has to pay $5 million to E. Jean Carroll uh, for the civil lawsuit. He was found liable for both sexual assault and defamation. Um, this was not a criminal trial, so unfortunately there will be no jail time, and he will not have to register as a sex offender. Um, and also, unfortunately, he was not found guilty of rape. From what I can tell, that's because there was no DNA evidence. And of course there's no DNA evidence, because he refused to provide a sample, and I still don't know why the court did not order him to provide a sample. I don't know why he wasn't compelled to do so. Um, I couldn't find why they didn't do that. Um, but also, Trump being Trump, um, he just could not be bothered to show up to the trial. Um, he had a hate rally to host, and then he was off playing golf. He claimed he was inspecting his properties in Scotland, but he doesn't do that. He has people for that. He was playing golf. Let's just not even play. Day. And then on Wednesday, CNN, and thanks for going full MAGA, by the way, CNN. Um, Wednesday, there's the CNN town hall where he just straight up defames her again. Um, he says she's lied, that he never met her, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. He can't, you know, he doesn't know his head from his asshole. Um, he, yeah, but as... True to form, he just does not know when to shut up. He doesn't know when to quit. Um, and her lawyers have, you know, said they could take him back to court for yet another defamation case. And in all honesty, I hope they do. And when he doesn't shut up about that one, I hope they take him back for a third one. And so on. Um, he's not going to get, like I said, any jail time for any of this. But, you know, if they keep nickel and diamond him to death... I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm here for it. Um, plus, he's got, you know, those 34 outstanding um, charges against him, some misdemeanors, some felonies. So, with any luck, he'll get some jail time for those. Fingers crossed. And as soon as I know, I'll let you know. Of course, you all have the internet and watch the news on TV or don't. I don't know. You have the internet. But um, you'll probably know the, the same time I do. I just really hope that if they do arrest him, we are not deprived of the perp walk this time. Um, he turned himself in for the indictments, so I'm just hoping if he actually does go to jail, um, chances are, because of the nature of it, it's not you know violent crimes, if he is found guilty, there will be um, a little bit of time between you know, when he's found guilty and when he's sentenced to when he has to turn himself in. It's not like TV where, you know, they say guilty and the judge smacks the gavel and they put handcuffs on him and lead him off. Um, unless you're, you know, on, on trial for some kind of violent something or other. When you're found guilty, they give you time to take care of, um, you know, housekeeping business. So, like, if you got kids, they give you time to find somebody to take care of your kids. If you got a business, they give you time to, to hand that over. Um, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, all that fun stuff that you have to do as an adult, they give you time to take care of all that stuff. 
we'll see. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Anyway, now I gotta tell you, I absolutely cannot believe the amount of people who are still supporting him and saying that none of this happened and that it's all a witch hunt and it's all political and blah, 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 blah. Never mind the fact they heard the words out of the man's mouth that he, you know, grabs him by the pussy and walks in on beauty pageants with naked women standing around, some as, you know, young teenagers standing around because, you know, he can, because it was his pageant and he owns it or whatever bullshit story he was telling. Um, so, you know, I'm on Twitter just looking at people defending him and I was actually in a two-day Twitter fight. I'm still unemployed and I need cheap entertainment, so don't judge me. Um, I was in a two-day Twitter fight with some MAGA asshat who not only defended Trump on this, but also um, defended Trump and saying he's not guilty of raping the 13-year-old, well, then 13-year-old girl who accused him in 1996. Um, I'm not going to go into too many details about that. You can you know, certainly look it up yourself. Um, she accused him at some point, she dropped the case because of, you know, threats and also potentially she was bought off like so many other, um, people who have made accusations about him. Uh, but at some point, um, this person on Twitter, uh, said that her accusation, accusations had been debunked and that she was a liar. So, you know, I asked him, I'm like, okay, you know, where's your proof that she's lying? And of course, you know, his defense to this was, well, she withdrew the case. Yeah, and that's not how it works. Just because she withdrew doesn't mean, you know, innocent. That just means she changed her mind, that she wasn't taking him to court. Um, so I asked him again. You know, where has this been debunked? Because that does not mean it was debunked, just that she withdrew. He kept saying, you know, that Trump is innocent until proven guilty. Okay, fair. Technically, legally true, innocent until proven guilty, even though we all know he's guilty as fuck. Um, but I'm not asking, you know, this dude for Trump's, you know, proof of Trump's guilt or innocence. I'm asking for proof that the girl was a liar. And I still say girl. She's a grown woman now. But I, I still refer to her as girl because she was a girl at the time. Proof that the girl was lying because, you know, he said she, she was a liar. So, you know, where's your proof that she's a liar? So he goes back to, you know, and says the only way that she can be proven to be lying is if they had gone to court. So basically, he backs his dumb ass up into a corner and into admitting that she was, in fact, not guilty of lying because, in his own words, innocent until proven guilty. And, following his logic, if she's not guilty of lying, then she must have been telling the truth, right? And if she's telling the truth, then that means Trump did rape her. 
So, I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? That's basically what he's saying, right? Of course, I point this out, and he then becomes completely, totally abusive. And I want to say verbally abusive, but obviously it's Twitter. It's, you know, not verbal. Um, And, you know, especially considering I also accused him of guilt by association because, let's face it, I'm petty like that. And he was giving me a headache, so I just started throwing out insults. Um... But he, at this point, comes back, you know, with the abuse and the, you know, you're lucky I don't know you in person and blah, 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 yada, 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 because I'd beat that nonsense out of you. And I'm like, okay, now we're done. Black, black, blackity, black, black. And this whole interaction led me to one conclusion. I need a job. So bad. I can't handle this boredom. Anyway, yeah, I need a job. Otherwise, there will be more Twitter fights. And I'm not a celebrity, so they aren't going to bring me fame and get me attention, at least not the positive kind. Um, back to current events. Uh, Representative George Santos has been indicted on 13 federal... Felony accounts that include fraud, money laundering, and theft of public funds. Not surprisingly, he, of course, pled non-guilty. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Again, you all have the internet and may or may not watch your news on TV. So you'll know as soon as I do the outcome of that. Ron DeSantis, leader of the fascist leader of the free state of Florida, has passed yet another anti-LGBTQIA bill. And actually, it was really four separate bills. Among other things, these bills make it illegal for, or I'm sorry, make it legal for the state to take trans children away from their parents if those parents seek gender-affirming care for their children, including if they take their children out of state to get that care. So if you live in Florida and you're close to the border and you take your children to, you know, say Georgia, to get care for your kids, when you come back into Florida, it is now legal for the state to kidnap your children because parental freedom or whatever. Um, Additionally, if an adult, so somebody over the age of 18, because, you know, they're saying that it's all about protecting the children and the children are too young to know what they want. Blah, 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 blah. We all know that's bullshit. However, now, if somebody over the age of 18, technically an adult, who, by their own definition, is now old enough to know what they want, they are no longer confused, decides that they want to seek gender-affirming care, they need to get permission from a state panel that has been appointed by, you guessed it, Ron DeSantis. So, as you can imagine, they will be naturally turned down. Because, again, Florida and freedom. Uh, Anyway, um, if you take a look at Twitter, speaking of, you know, Ron DeSantis, if you take a look at Twitter, and it may even be on Facebook, um, or just Google it and you can see pictures of it, 
um, when he's signing the bill, he, the look on his face, he is just absolutely laughing maniacally like some kind of Disney villain. I mean, it's just, he is truly a disgusting, evil, grotesque excuse for a human being. Um, normally, I would tell people who live in Florida, look, don't leave, because that's the whole point of this bill, is he wants people to leave. He wants, uh, you know, LGBTQIA people to leave Florida. Um, normally, I would say don't leave, stand your ground, stay and fight. Talk to your local legislators, because we know, you know there are some Democrat areas in Florida. There are some Democrat leaders. In fact, I don't remember which one it was, but somebody just unseated um, a Republican, God, I want to say mayor, but don't quote me on that because, again, I can't remember, and I apologize, I should have looked it up, uh, but a Republican seat that had been, or a seat that had been held by a Republican for something like 20 years, and a uh, Democrat just um, basically kicked them out. They, they won that seat. Um, so normally I would say stay, fight, flip those seats, flip the state. Um, but in this case, um, for those of you who live in Florida, um, you're, you and your children's safety comes first. So if you feel like you or your children are in danger because of these bills and you have the ability to do so, then you need to leave the state at your earliest opportunity. Um, yeah, I wish I could help with something more than just saying, get the fuck out. Um, but you know, at the moment that's the best anybody can do. Um, but just like, and I, I also want to say that for, you know, women living in Florida, if you feel like your safety is in danger because of the draconian, um, abortion laws, then, and, and you have the means, get out of the state, um, because, yeah, we all know why. Um, do your best to stay as safe as possible, but if you can, then by all means, stay and fight. Fight the good fight and flip as many seats as you can. I don't think in our lifetime we are ever going to see Florida go completely blue, but we might turn it purple. And by we, I mean people who live there. Um, Fingers crossed, anyway. Uh, finally, oh, and this one is, this one's actually funny. You guys are going to get a chuckle out of this one. At least, I hope you're going to get a chuckle out of this one. Um, finally, tickets have just gone on sale for the 21st Annual Manosphere World Summit in, you guessed it, boys and girls, Orlando, Florida. Doors open in October. Standard tickets are $2,499 and VIP tickets are $3,999. Tune in for early bird discounts. It's time to make alpha men alpha again. And like I said, no, this is not a joke. It's a real fucking thing. And has apparently been going on for 20 years. Um, I, I don't remember ever having heard about this before. I did try to find a link to like their website or someplace you could actually buy tickets so that you could look at it and see for yourself and laugh at them as much as I did. Um, 
I couldn't find anything and I didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because based on some of the research that I do, my browser history is already pretty sketchy. And looking them up, it started taking me to the NAMBLA site, the National Man-Boy Love Association. And I really did not want to go down that route, or not their site, but you know, towards information about NAMBLA. I really, really, really did not want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, I do not need whoever is spying on us this week coming and knocking on my door, if you know what I mean. Um, but if you have Twitter, you can check them out um, at 21 Convention. That's at the number 21 Convention. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, kind of funny, but kind of sad at the same time. So, you know, when I say it's funny, I am also horrified, but you kind of have to laugh at some of this stuff. I'm just saying. And it also kind of made me wonder, since I was adding this, you know, as a current event to, you know, the show, obviously I'm thinking about King Falls, and it kind of, you know, made me wonder if King Falls were still around, um, would they, would Ben and Sammy be talking about the Manosphere World Summit? And would they be talking about, um, whether or not Greg could afford a ticket to go? Because I'd be willing to bet, because the last time I heard the Froggery wasn't doing so great, that may have turned around, but... I, I can't imagine that, you know, after COVID, the froggery was doing, you know, booming business. Um, kind of makes me think that Greg probably would start a GoFundMe account for tickets. And who else in King Falls would go? I mean, obviously Gunderson, obviously Grissom. Um, maybe Pete. I mean, Pete does have some good qualities, but, you know, he's also Pete, so who knows. If you have any other ideas of who, who might go, by all means, let me know. Um, obviously, you know, nobody from the Scooby Gang would be going, unless, you know, they were going to cover it for the show. Um, but otherwise, nobody from, from uh, the Scooby Gang would be going. Um, but anyway. I, I have gone way off the rails. So let's, you know, to beat a dead horse and kill a metaphor, let's get things back on track. Um, this episode originally aired on July 1st, 2017. Uh, again, title, If We Could Be Hero, or We Could All Be Heroes. Um, we open with Sammy and Ben on the phone with the Dark, who insists that the Science Institute is hiding the UFO that Emily and Tim 2 came home in. Tim 2. Yeah, yeah, Tim 2. I still get confused. Tim A, Tim B, Tim 1, Tim 2, Tim 2016, Tim 2017. You know, we still can't agree on which Tim it is. Um, ben agrees with the Dark, and while the Dark does appreciate Ben's support, um, he works alone. Meanwhile, Ben is not asking for anybody's permission to do the right thing. Specifically, he's not asking for Sammy's permission to do the right thing. And, you know, all three of the guys keep just refusing to call each other by their preferred names. 
Um, the Dark is calling, you know, Sammy Samuel calling Ben Benjamin. Um, they're both calling him just Dark, not the Dark. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a whole thing going on there. Go listen to it. It's actually really funny. Um, I can't do it justice and I'm not going to try. Sammy, as usual, is trying to be the voice of reason, telling Ben to just let the Dark know that, or trying to tell Ben and the Dark um, that they are just both ill-equipped to take on the Science Institute on their own and to just leave it to you know law enforcement. Of course, Ben is going to be Ben. You know, Ben's going to Ben, just like Herschel's going to Hersh. And the Dark is, you know, nothing but a dime store Batman that only catches muggers, which offends the Dark, who insists that just last week he caught a stalker down at the Benton Dent. Jay Fink is fine, by the way. She made some lewd comments about the fit of his tights, but, you know, they're not totally unwelcome. And besides, he knows how to take care of himself. Um, Sammy thinks, you know, the Dark is nothing but a, men a menace, and, of course, the Dark thinks that he's the hero that King Falls needs. Sammy is worried that if Ben goes along with the Dark in this, that um, he would be in danger. And if he worked with the dark, or, you know, that he would be in danger if he worked with the dark, you know, and, and Ben is his friend and he doesn't want Ben to get hurt. And while Sammy does not consider the dark to be a friend, which, you know, offended the dark, by the way, um, he doesn't want the dark to be, you know, detained or hurt or, you know, anything worse either. Um, but, you know, if it happens, he did his best to stop it and he's washed his hands of the situation. <laughs> Um, of course, Ben doesn't want, you know, anybody to get hurt either. Um, he has, you know, and he has no plans of doing anything with or without the dark. Um, they just have both happened to come to the same conclusion that the Science Institute has the UFO. And especially now that there's actual photographic evidence that they have the UFO. The dark thinks that he has struck fear into Ben's soul and that's why Ben is decided he's not going to do anything, um, not going to join the dark in his, you know, little, um, escapades. Um, so he thinks that he has struck, you know, fear into Ben's soul, you know, not to operate outside of the law, but it's actually because Ben's just not a dumb, which, you know, again, offends the dark. Um, he gets that Sammy is concerned and, you know, Sammy interrupts by saying, you know, Ben's a grown man and, you know, do what he wants. And, of course, you know, that leads the dark to make a short joke. I'm like, fully grown? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this pisses off Ben. It just starts this whole chain reaction all over again. But Ben assures Sammy that, you know, he's not going to do anything stupid. Um, and Sammy's like, yeah, okay, but, you know. You're not going to do anything stupid? Come on. Notebook, shooting down the UFO. Not exactly known for, you know, Ben's not exactly known for making the best choices, the, the wisest choices. Even when they work out, they're not always the smartest things, you know, that, that one could do. Um, he asks if, you know, like, are we done here? Done with the dark? But Ben's like, no, not yet. 
Um, but he does agree that, you know, yeah, it's, you're right. I have done some stuff. Dangerous, outlandish, foolhardy stuff, according to Sammy. Um, but, you know, Ben does not necessarily agree that it was all of those things. Um, but anyway, he knows that the Science Institute knows something that could help the Emily and Tim situation. Um, and he is going to get answers. But he's not going to put himself in danger. When asked, the Dark, on the other hand, says that he is absolutely going to break in and he is going to get all of the answers. Um, so yeah, the Dark is like, he doesn't give a shit. He's going to the Science Institute and he'll find out what he finds out. Um, if there is evil out there in the world, um, think, uh, think of it like a fire and think of him as the fire extinguisher, ready to spray his, and I'm quoting here, hot white juice hot white justice juice all over it. I have got to know who came up with that line, by the way. Um, Sammy cannot wait until Troy slaps, slaps some cuffs on the dark. Kinky. And while the dark appreciates, you know, Sammy's concern, um, he thinks that Troy should be on his side because, you know, he's stopping lawbreakers. Um, Sammy just, you know, tells him again, you know, be careful. Um, you know, he's got nothing to gain, nothing to lose. Uh, and Ben agrees. He's like, you know what? Yeah. You know, or nothing to lose, nothing to gain, only things to lose. Ben agrees. Uh, but the dark says that, of course, the worst thing that could happen would be for everybody to lose hope, which obviously the guys have already done. And that he's there to restore order. And, you know, make the bad people afraid. Um, and Ben just absolutely steps on his catchphrase. You know, he's there to make the, the bad people afraid. And Ben steps on it by saying that, no, actually, the worst thing that could happen for the Dark would be if he actually loses his life. Um, ben apologizes for stepping on his, on his toes there. Um, but, you know, just, you know, he didn't want him to die. Um, so the Dark starts all over again. Um, you know, which then this makes Sammy step on his catchphrase. Uh, Sammy tells him, you know, like, have a good night, dark. Um, and again, Sammy's like, the dark. God, it just, I don't understand why you can't get it. the dark. It's just a little bit worse. The, the. Um, of course, he's been calling Sammy Samuel all night. So, you know, why should Sammy call him the dark instead of just dark? Um, and anyway, <clears throat> they hang up on him. It's done. Sammy's done. Um, and then Sammy goes on to, you know, start lecturing Ben again. Uh, he tells Ben that there is a difference between the dark investigating and him investigating. Um, that, you know, he cares about Ben and so do a bunch of other people. Uh, but, you know, you know, there are, like I said, there's a bunch of other people. Um, they all care about, you know, Ben getting hurt or arrested or worse. And so, again, just let's leave this to the, to the professionals. Um, ben insists that, you know, there is a story there to tell, though. And, you know, he's going to tell it. Sammy's like, yeah, absolutely, I agree. There's a story. And if you want to tell it, tell it. Say what you need to say. Um, but tell it from your chair. You know, tell it from here in the studio. And Ben says something, you know, says that sometimes you have to... Um, fight for the story 
in order to tell the story. Sammy mentions that Ben has a tendency to get in over his head. And Ben's like, oh, what, is that another short joke? And Sammy was like, well, you know, no, it wasn't meant to be. But, you know, hey, if the shoe fits, right? Um, ben says that, you know, just because he agrees with the dark doesn't mean he's going to join him. But Leland Hill has gotten away with, you know, the heist of a century. Um, Sammy insists that, you know, Leland didn't steal anything. By all accounts, Anderson Air Force Base delivered the UFO wreckage to the um, Science Institute. Sammy is worried, though, because last week, you know, it was the devil doorstep guy, and now it's this whole Science Institute thing. Um, Ben's like, you know what, I can handle more than one mystery at a time. Sammy tries to convince him that, you know, you know, dude, you're a broadcast professional and you shouldn't have anything to do with any mysteries except talking about them. And now Ben is, you know, he's like, well, now he's thinking about the devil doorstep guy. Um, and he wanted him to come on the show, but, and this is a big, but he's gone. Um, Ben heard from the, their King Falls Sheriff informant, Troy, um, that the Devil Doorstep guy has been cleared of all char- all wrongdoings, and he has now just disappeared. He's in the wind. And Sammy's like, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, wouldn't you? Um, and Ben's like, eh, you know, I don't know. But either way, you know, it, the whole thing is still up in the air. Sammy just wants to move, move forward. And as Ben puts it, Sammy really just wants to, you know, drop this whole breaking news. And why? Um, Sammy's like, you know, why don't we just, you know, we were taking calls about the 4th of July cookout. And, you know, then Ben went all Green Lantern on him, which, you know, Ben just is like, whatever. Okay, that cuts. um, That cuts deep. Uh, But he persists, you know, talking about how Channel 13 just ran a story showing the UFO being moved to the Science Institute. Sammy, Sammy corrects him that it was an 18-wheeler covered with something, or something was covered on the back of the 18-wheeler and provides other explanations of what it could be. You know, maybe it's just a bunch of C-meters. C-meter reader, readers. God, say that five times fast. Um, ben mentions that, you know, yeah, you're right, it's, it's a cover-up, all right. Um, and Sammy says something like, you know, yeah, like a literal tarp covering up something on the back of a truck, and who knows what that something is, um, and, you know, and Ben's just seeing what he wants to see. Then he asks Ben, he's like, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, come on, you know there's no texting during the show, because, you know, Ben's obviously picked up his phone and has started texting somebody. You know, put your phone away, there's no texting during the show. Uh, but Ben says, you know, like, dude, you're not the boss. You know, you're not the boss of me. It's like, you know what? You're right. I'm not the boss. And the listeners don't need your full attention. Heck, I'm going to go check my emails. Yeah, as, as if that's going to happen. And Sammy admits, you know, okay, that's, you know, a bad example. Um, but, of course, the whole situation is just frustrating Sammy even more. Um, and he tells Ben, you know, it's like, just stop being an ass. Um Ben tells him, you know, like, look, I'm texting somebody who actually cares about what's going on. And, you know, then when I'm done, I will be happy to get back to, you know, the show talking about Dusty Reynolds play sets 
or Creepy Carl's adult-free sack races, or, you know, whatever Sammy wants to talk about. Sammy, much like me, just takes a deep breath before telling Ben, you know, he knows that he has, you know, a vested interest in the UFO, and, you know, yeah, Ben agrees, you're right, I do. Um, After all, he did shoot it out of the sky to save you-know-who, and, you know, Sammy gets it, and, you know, obviously... And if Ben has something more to add, then, you know, by all means, add it. Um, But he just doesn't like the topic. And Ben says, well, you know, yeah, I don't like it either, which is why I want to blow this thing wide open. And Sammy tells him, then by all means, blow it so we can, you know, move past this. And Ben replies, don't mind if I do. Sammy tells Ben not to call him shotgun again because Sammy has called him, sh- or Ben rather, has called him shotgun a couple of times so far. Ben tells Sammy, well then don't call me short. You are short. And he's like, average height, medium rage. Um, and Sammy asks, like, are you sure about that medium rage? But, you know, then Ben, you know, accuses Sammy of, of supersizing said rage. And Sammy tells him, then blow it open, Brokaw. And of course, Ben replies with, consider yourself blown. Which he immediately follows up with, yeah, that, that didn't come out the, the way, yeah, no, that, that's not how he meant. And Sammy's like, yeah, I get it, I understand, that's not what you meant, but it's a good thing that Chet and Tammy Two-Tone aren't around. And... Yeah, it's it's a good thing that Chet and Sammy Two-Tone aren't around because that would have been a whole other thing. But I gotta ask, man, like, does anybody else wonder how many takes they had to do to get one without everybody cracking up? Because, come on, we've all heard the guys. We know that you can't throw around a blowjob joke and not have them giggling like the children that, you know, we all are inside. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I I still laugh whenever I hear that episode. Consider yourself blown. (laughs) You know. You know me. I have the sense of humor of a 12-year-old boy. Dick jokes and fart jokes are funny. And so are blowjob jokes. Um, anyway... Ben picks up his phone and, you know, starts dial. And Sammy's like, you know, who the hell are you calling? And, you know, do you, are you calling Leland Hill? Do you really think it's just going to let you head over to the Science Institute and snoop around in the middle of the night? And Ben's like, no, I'm calling my ace in the hole. Um, he finishes dialing and it's Agent Spears. Um, he gets her voicemail. Uh, she can't come to the phone right now because she's either off saving the world or watching the Great British Great British Bake Off show. Have you watched it? It's so relaxing and so British. No robots, though. Um, ben leaves a message telling her to call him back, and Sammy sarcastically asks, like, that's your ace in the hole? And ben, ben reminds Sammy, you know, like, well, she is a federal agent, um, you know, and he also mentions that she almost always picks up when he calls. Sammy's like, dude, it's 5.20 in the morning. I wouldn't be picking up either. And Ben's like, well, you know, we're up at 5.20 in the morning and we're here. So, you know, why wouldn't you pick up? Um, And again, Agent Spears, you know, but, you know, 
can't talk tonight, sorry. Um, Agent Spears, you know, is always up at 4.30, or almost always up at 4.30 in the morning. She goes for a run, you know, she has some breakfast, blah, blah, blah. Sammy's like, um, you know an awful lot about her morning routine. And Ben's like, well, yeah, we're friends. You know, we're, we're friendly. Um, he knows she runs. He knows she eats breakfast. And, you know, he knows that she wakes up at 4.30 in the morning. Um, Sammy adds, and she does not know that she's sleeping with a murderer. Ben tells him, you know, he could say that, you know, you know like he could say that a little nicer, dude. Sammy obliges, like, she doesn't know she's making love to a homicidal hitman? Yeah, no, still sounds bad no matter how you spin it. Um, Ben's like, yeah, but she means well. Sammy's like, well, yeah, sure, but OJ meant well, and I'm not going to break in bread with that guy either. Um, ben asks if Sammy's happy, you know, did you mean in general or right now? That's a line I've also been known to use from time to time. I stole that from Sammy. In general or right now? Um, Ben's, you know, says, well, you know, you got me to stop thinking about the Science Institute. And so, yeah, Sammy is now happy. But, of course, now Ben is worried about Agent Spears' safety. Um, and, like, Sammy's like, dude, I just can't win with Ben tonight. Um, Ben's like, yeah, I'm going to go call. I'm going to call her again. And Sammy's like, dude, not on air. Let's cut to a commercial first. So Ben, being all dramatic, um, you know, tells us that we're going to be right back after this commercial. And he leaves to go call Agent Spears again. It's King Paul's favorite pyrotechnic expert and best asterisk baby watcher extraordinaire, Dangerous Dave. He's heard a lot over the past few weeks about being voted King Paul's favorite asterisk babysitter and is really honored to receive the title. And he knows we would all agree with him and the courthouse up in Big Pine when they said that that kid's arm was going to have to come off regardless. And goddamn, these kids are running him up the wall. Um, but don't listen to the shade that his brother Carl is throwing his way. He's just salty about being number two. Um, but, you know, uh, Dave is good at what he does. Um, his rates are reasonable. He has a big backyard to play in. And he can make a tourniquet out of anything. So come on down to Dangerous Dave's number one asterisk babysitting, babysitter in King Falls. The asterisk means worst. Shh. It'll be our little secret. After the commercial, Sammy welcomes the listeners back. Um, and tells him, you know, Ben's back in the office making a call. And he's going to be more than happy to start taking calls again about the 4th of July cookout. Uh, ben comes back in. And, you know, no luck, Agent Spears didn't pick up. The call rang to her voicemail the first time and then went directly to voicemail the second and third times he called. Plus, he can tell that she read, they both have iPhones, so he can tell that she read his texts. Um, Sammy asks Ben, like, are you sure you're just friends? And Ben reminds Sammy that he is a one-woman man. He's just concerned because she is likely, almost definitely, dating a mass murderer. Sammy asks Ben, you know, teach me to be subtle like you, Ben. Um, See, so the phone rings and Sammy thinks, oh, look, it's Agent Spears. She's calling you back. But no, it's Ernie or Anthony or Blue Apron Bob. I don't know. Calling to see how the boys are doing. Um, 
Ben asks, you know, hey, where's Reagan? And he tells Ben that she's under the weather um, and that maybe Ben shouldn't be blowing up her phone this early. But Ben asks again, he's like, you know, where is she? And Ernie, Anthony, whatever, um, I'll re- probably be referring to him as either and or both at this point. Um, Ernie says that she's in her final resting place. The boy's like, what? What the hell? Uh, you know, you know, final resting place for the evening. Um, you know, it's way too early in the morning to be chatting, and the boys need to be watching their P's and Q's. Ben asks, you know, like, okay, Ernie, what's your end game? Because you've been on the run for over a year, and starts to say, you know, he's killed, you know, uh, obviously we know which McGuff. Um, but he started to kill somebody, and Ernie interrupts him, saying, you know, let's not say things we can't take back. Anthony Armani ain't never hurt nobody. And, you know, Sammy's like, he didn't say Anthony Armani, but, you know, it's no use. Um, and, you know, we all know that it's Ernie, and, you know, your time's limited, just like the Muffler show, it's on its last leg, but for some reason the bookstore is always packed, and... Sammy wants to know, like, is there some kind of run on first edition leather-bound books? Like, what's the deal? Um, but as he is not Ernie Salcedo, Ernie Salcy do, um, you know, he wouldn't know, but he's glad the bookstore is pulling its weight. Um, Ben tells him, you know, like, put Reagan on the phone, but Ernie, Anthony, whatever, um, can't because she's not there. Sammy's like, you know, you just said she was sleeping. Like, no. He said she was under the weather, which is true. I guess technically because we're all under weather. I mean, the weather's in the sky above us. I, whatever. Um, yeah, so technically true. She's under the weather. Um, but he will have, you know, Reagan give the boys a call later if that'll make them feel, make them feel better. Um, Sammy's like, you know, you... You don't know where your girlfriend is. You know, you just said, you know, how do you not know where your girlfriend is? And he's like, well, you know, I do know. Basically, she's underground. And the boys again, what, 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 what? My mistake. She's undercover. Um, Ben says, you know, you're not going to get away with this. But Ernie Anthony um, asks, you know, what, whatever do you mean? Um. Maybe he's the victim here. Sammy says, no, it's usually the dead person who's the victim, you know, almost always. And Ben starts to say something about, you know, if if Ernie hurts one hair on Reagan's head, but Ernie interrupts telling him, you know, that if he didn't know any better, he would think that, you know, Ben had a thing for his girl. Ben's like, no, 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 I'm just concerned about my friend. Ernie's like, well, you know, you'll be happy to know that she's fine. And like I said, you know, I'll try to have her call you boys. Um... But he has, you know, work to do in his vegetable garden before it gets too hot. He's got a lot of planting to do. And the boy's like, okay, and what exactly does that mean? He's like, I've got a whole mess of basil and garlic to get in the ground so I can enjoy them this fall. Like, what, what, am I not speaking English? Um, Sammy tells him, you know, good luck lasting that long as a free man. Um, And, you know, Ernie Anthony, like, thanks him and tells him, you know, Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Anthony, Ernie, whatever his name is, um, tells the boys that, you know, if they play their cards right, you know, he might bring some of the harvest up to their station. 
And then hangs up the phone. And Sammy's like, dude, was that a threat? And Ben's like, yeah, that was definitely a threat. Um, but don't worry, he has, you know, sent some texts. Um, you know, he's texted Troy, and Troy has the night off, but he's going to go up to Agent Spears' place and check it out. Um, ben asks if Sammy thinks that Ernie, you know, may have done something to her, but Sammy's like, no, 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 she's a strong woman, I'm sure she's fine. Um, Ben's like, yeah, well, she's not the brightest. Sammy's like, true, but she's a badass. And... Ben replies, yeah, but maybe not so good at drawing conclusions. But, you know, Sammy, being Sammy, believes that she is okay, and, you know, of course she can handle herself. Ben, on the other hand, is worried because, you know, Ernie had her phone, and, um, you know, so he's going to look into it. You know, there has to be somebody that Agent Spears was reporting to, right? So he's going to get to the bottom of this before, you know, Ernie can get to the bottom of them. So anyway, now we're two for two on the list of things that are going to keep Ben Arnold awake all night. So why don't we just go to the phones and see if we can hit number three. Sammy's like, sure. I'll bet it'll probably be Ralph Harkins calling about a herd of rabid, ra rabid raccoons heading for King Falls. And Ben's like, you know what? I know what you're trying to do here, but it's not going to work. I have prepared for just such an occasion. And it involves a flamethrower and guerrilla warfare. It's either us or them. And you can just... Pretty much see Sammy shaking his head at this point, like, Jesus Christ, Ben. So anyway, they go to the phones. It's line nine. It's Pete. He's back and better than ever. And now we're working on Sammy's nightmares. Um, Ben's like, well, okay, where have you been? And Pete says, you know, business dealings, private business dealings. Not that he's going to tell them anything about it because they're a bunch of gossipy cans and they'll have his private business all over town if they had it their way. Sammy says that if he had his way... Pete and his business dealings would be towns away. Pete's like, watch it. I know where that station is, and I won't hesitate to drop a bitch. Um, ben asks, you know, like, can we please not, you know, we've been getting along great for months. And, you know, Sammy's like, well, yeah, it should because he's been gone for months. Um, Pete repeats, drop a biatch. So Sammy's like, you know, come on up to the station. Bring it. Um, he'd love to talk to Pete in person. And they trade barbs. Um, Pete calls Sammy a ruffian. Sammy calls Pete an ass. Pete childishly comes back with, well, it takes one to know one. Um, ben tries to break up the verbal sparring. Sammy is like, I just, I can't with him, not anymore. I'm going to go get some coffee. Pete's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, sure, of course you've got to go, um, get all jacked up on caffeine because... You know, that'll help with the emotional distress that you're putting on on your listeners. All cinco of them. In todos. That means five. All of them. Everyone. Five. That's it. Sammy tells Pete, you know, like, you're sounding more and more like your dad every day. And Pete's like, how many times do I have to tell you Mr. B3 is not my dad? Sammy's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, how about we call Chet? You know, and, and then Sam, Ben, as before Pete can say anything, Ben's like, you know, why are you calling Pete, uh, you know, and, and why, was it just to send Sammy over the edge? Pete's like, nah, that's just the icing on the pie, my guy. Um, Pete says, you know, like I told you, I've been away on business, you know, very important stuff. And like, okay, congratulations, important stuff, good for you. And, you know, what can we do? Then Pete starts to get Ben all riled up because, you know, it's Ben and it's easy to do. 
Um, so Ben tells Pete, like, look, don't make me hit you. We just calmed Sammy down. Calm Sammy down. Don't make me hate you, too. Because, you know, Sammy already hates you. Don't make me hate you. Um, and I'm like, geez, that's some talk for the guy who brought your girlfriend back. And Ben points out that all Pete did was mow some shit in a cornfield. And Sammy adds, yeah, and then hightail it out of, out of there before things got crazy. Pete's like, well, at least I showed up, shotgun. Uh, yeah, Sammy is now pissed. And Ben's like, go get the coffee, Sammy. And Sammy says, you know, I'm going to go get a restraining order. Um, ben asks again, Pete, you know, why are you calling? Pete says, well, I was calling to help you all out before you went all Hufflepuff on me. And Ben's like, dude, that's, that's not an insult. He's like, well, if you knew anything about the world, uh, the wizarding world of Harold Potter, then you would know it is. But, you know, of course, you don't read. And Ben replies with, I have read Harry, Harry Potter. It's not Harold Potter, Pete. Um, and plenty of good people are in Hufflepuff. Sammy still hasn't left to go get coffee. Um, and they continue to trade barbs and insults. And Sammy tells him, you know, why don't you come up to the station, Pete? But then Ben jumps in telling Sammy, coffee, now. Um, Pete says that he isn't a, you know, he goes back into why he calls. like, you guys know I'm not a regular listener, but since I've been away and just got back into town, I thought, you know, hey, I'll turn in and see how things are going. And as usual, you know, it all sucks. Um, but he hears, you know, what's going on loud and clear. Sammy's like, well, yeah, that's how radio waves work, Escobar. Um. And that just sets Pete's teeth on edge. He's like, you know, um, he's like, I don't want to hear my motherfucking Christian name coming out of your goddamn unholy mouth ever again. You know, make me have to pray today. God damn it. Um, and Ben has, Ben is just like, you know, trying to change the subject. He's like, what? Is, is this about Agent Spears? You have you seen her? And Pete's like, oh yeah, I've seen her. And that woman can fill out a pantsuit. She makes it look good if you know what he's saying. And Ben's like, please do not sexualize her, Pete. And she's like, you know, I just, I just hope that she's not fertilizer on, under some field that I'm going to have to mow. Because, you know, he doesn't want the ghost of, of um, Agent Hot Stuff chasing him around his apartment. Or does he? Sammy's like, they're apparitions. Um, but, you know, anyway, finally... They kind of get back on to the point of, you know, why did Pete call in the first place? Um, Pete's, you know, he's like, I'm calling to tell you about the truck, the one headed over to the Science Institute. You know, go take a look at the footage again because you will recognize the driver. You know, it's Tim. Tim was driving, you know, the truck that had the UFO. Then he's like, well, dude, are you sure? And you know, of course Pete's sure. He wouldn't open his mouth about something that he wasn't absolutely 100% certain was facts, would he? And, you know, Ben assures Pete that, you know, thank you for calling, appreciate it. I'll make sure I check it out. Thank you. Pen's like, uh, I'm sorry, Pete's like, um, you know, he wants to know, uh, like, is that all? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, what do you want? Um, and so Pete comes back with, you know that saying where they say it's not worth Bill Gates' time to pick up a $100 bill? Well, it's worth my time. Okay, and Ben says, okay, you know, and so. Like, basically, Pete wants cash. He wants to be paid for the information. He's like, 
I see you up there with your t-shirts and your Patreon thing. You know, pony over some money. You know, if I could take time out of my busy night to donate 18 cents to the Troy fundraiser, they can certainly pay him for his time. So now we know who paid the 18 cents. Um, anyway, that is the end of the episode. Um, it's, like I said, you guys need to go listen to it because between Ben and Sammy and the dark and then Ben and Sammy and Pete, there are some you know pretty funny fights and some, some really good one-liners going on in there. Um, and I still want to know who wrote the consider yourself blown line. Because... You know, that was that was funny. And also, I may have to steal it at some point. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, anyway, that, like I said, is the end of the show. Uh, as usual, no listener questions. Uh, plugs. No. I do not have any plugs. I admit, you would think, for being as bored as I am, with having been unemployed for, you know, the past million years or so, that I would be caught up on podcasts. I'm not. I have rewatched The Magicians twice on Netflix. Um, and a bunch of other stuff too. I've been watching TV. Um, not listening to podcasts. And I am so far behind on reading books, guys. I need to stop watching TV. I need to read more. Maybe I'll read some tonight before I go to bed. Maybe. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. That's it, though. That's the show. I don't have any plugs for you. Um, but as usual, if you guys have something you want me to plug, let me know, and I'll be more than happy to do so. Um, this has been Shotgun Saturday Nights. It is recorded and edited by myself. Our opening is Get Ready by Fezline Studios, and our closing music is A Slumber of the Blackwoods by As Above, So Below. Follow us on Twitter at ShotgunSammy71, Shotgun Saturday Nights on Facebook, or you can email me your questions, comments, and concerns at shotgunsaturdaynights at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, and review. Thank you all, and have a good night. I will see you in a few weeks. Or, well, talk to you in a few weeks. Eh, you know what I mean. Have a good one. <laughs>